back to the Five Side Podcast. I'm Fergus Smith, and I'm joined by Ross Dewar. Hello. And Billy Kirkpatrick. Hello. It's a fine Monday evening. Uh, we're considerably later into January than I expected us to be before doing a podcast. But um, as everyone's fully aware of, the winter break was moved for the Premiership. And uh, that meant football was stopped after Boxing Day. Yep. And yes. only recommenced uh, this time last week. So we're only, we're only just... The football's only just back, so I think it's fine that we're only just back. Yep. Yeah, well, we're here now, and I know you've missed all of us, so... I say all of us, there's only three of us doing the podcast. <laughs> we'll tonight, we'll but... still be missing Craig and Matt. They're missing the podcast that much, they're not even here. That's how much they've missed us. Yep. And... Uh, quick rundown of anything that's happened. <laughs> Uh, I was going to talk briefly about uh, maybe the transfers, any of the big ones of note. I think Mar- Martin Boyle's probably one of the bigger ones. Well, yeah, that was only confirmed like last end of last week, was it? Yeah. Friday? I can't remember where he's gone. He's gone to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Um, fee in the region of two to three million pounds, so uh, obviously... I had thought after knocking back the first bid that there's more than enough now. I'm led to believe there's a buyback clause, though. Yes, there's a first refusal clause. So if Mr. Boyle decides to return to Scotland, Hibs have first dibs, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's smart business, to be fair. Uh, very good player for Hibs has been. Um, I didn't fully. Ex- I didn't expect it to happen, but I'm not sure whether it's a sort sort of uh, the the right, they've got the right money and they've sort of went to. I think consider that. I think it's had to be the right money considering his wife um lives and plays in Scotland. So um, plus he's not long had. A ca- no, yeah, the kid did not. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Money talks in the end, and Mister Saudi man with his Saudi dollars have come in and tempted him away from the the cinch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it'd be good money for him over there. It's tax free as well. Well, there you go. That's all that matters. He'll be setting. He'll be setting himself and his family up for life. I reckon. I, yeah, I think you've got to. You're, you're probably only going to get that sort of opportunity once. You might as well take it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier said than done. People say you could stay and stay at Hibs, etc. But when you're getting paid potentially, for all we know, it could be four or five times as much. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And the money could. Could come in pivotal for Hibs as well. Make make a few signings, get some contracts done on some other players in their team and then take it from there. It's like one player, but you could probably bolster your squad a little bit with the money that they've got, so see what happens. Um Celtic were very quick with the, their transfer business. Oh, 
three signings made, well, before before January the 1st, it ended up being um, a couple hours before before midnight on December the 31st, uh, Celtic tweeted announcing the signing of three players from the J-League, um, Rio Hitate, Dyson Maida and uh, Yosuke Idiguchi, or Gucci as he wants to be referred to. No, um, no, 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 no. As that is that is is asked to be called that. Uh, well, we didn't allow Jet to be called Jet, so no, I'm not allowing this fair, one. Either. Gucci's more swaggy than Jet, isn't it? Also, it's just the second half of his second name. It's not like he's he's putting all of his names together and being like Jet. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> quick business, <laughs> quick business, and, and set out really set their intentions on what they were doing. Um, a couple other deals since then, but nothing really overly significant. Uh, after them, Johnny Kenny arrived from Sligo Rovers, but again, that's he's not first jumping into the first team like the other three. And um, Matthew O'Reilly arrived middle of last week, end of last week. And again, I think he's he's twenty one, but quite highly rated down south. Um, I expect he'll be in and around the first team, just based on what I've seen. I mean, it's a sort of no brainer signing for Celtic at that price range, mm-hmm. given um, previous managers well, think, have spent seri- like three million on other players, whereas all of Ange's signings seem to be a lot more financially. Obviously, it's still a risk, but financially speaking, it's a lot less of a risk. Not just that, though. I think all all four of the deals that we've made this window have been not not huge amounts of money. Obviously, like still over a million, but like you're not breaking the bank really. And from first first sights, we've only seen a couple of games with them in, but from what I've seen seem to be fairly impressive and certainly fit into Ange's style of play. I think, I think it's a calcula- um, calculated risk and I think signing players for, for a lot less is, is the way forward. I think that the most expensive one, and I could be wrong, was Hitati for like 1.4 million. Which, in yeah. the grand scheme of None things, given pre- like over the years, Celtic have spent a lot of like three plus something million players to not play. I think it's a lot more sensible. And yeah, and uh, uh, for the second time this season, Celtic have uh, brought in the J League's top top goal scorer. So he obviously he's all, he obviously knows the market very well and. Uh, players just must be worth less over there or something. I don't know, but that's all. That's all in Celtic's transfer business. Jerry, you're the Rangers man. Um. So obviously, I think the big talking point would be Nathan Patterson leaving. Um, I actually completely forgot that happened this window. So, 
To be honest, so did I until like we just started talking about it. Um, but yeah, I reported, uh, I believe, twelve million plus whatever else, totaling up to sixteen million. Um, Geo did not seem very bothered, which I'm kind of surprised at. But for that type of money, he's clearly off skis. No, given Rangers fi- uh, finances, it's not a chance he just did. Um, I'm not overly surprised that Van Bronckhorst isn't that fast. I mean, he's not he's not been here for uh, for very long, uh, and even looking back, like Patterson's not had the greatest. Opportunities like anyway, time. yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he's looking back at tapes and being like, this guy's absolutely amazing. It's sort of like looking back and going, this guy's not really played very much. And that's that's a lot of money for someone that's not played I, very I much. I wonder, um, obviously someone might, a listener may be able to tell us if, like, well, this is Rangers record fee, but I wonder, like, what his value is per games played to, for Rangers, like how each game was worth how, how many million? Which is, it's like, yeah, it, I could probably do the which is uh, for you. which is crazy, but is I don't think any team uh, would knock it back. But it's nice to see down south um, paying a fair price for players. Yeah. I did. Uh, anything else? Um, I did. Rangers? I did see something today. It's just a slight tangent. Um, obviously, Odson Edward is doing quite well for Crystal Palace, and it was showing that once again that it's not compared to years ago. It's not a calculated risk taking these players. Sometimes it is actually worth taking them. Uh, we'll go Rangers. Anyway, as a slight tangent, Rangers obviously bringing in James Sands from. New York City. Um, he's primarily a right back slash centre half. Um, he also can play CDM, but he has only played one game since his arrival, and he was okay. It was a one-all draw against Aberdeen. wasn't his fault for the goal. Didn't really put a foot wrong, so it's too far too early to tell. Well, if my maths is correct, uh, Nathan Patterson transfer fee as per number of games he played per Rangers, according to Flash Score Data Center, is £444,444 per game. There you go. There you go. Um, right, well, we'll jump into it, I think. Yeah. First game back was Celtic Hibs on a week ago today. Last Monday evening, um, and I believe yeah, Celtic started with with uh, Hatati and Maida, uh, both getting their debuts. And uh, positive news was uh, Jota was back on the bench for Celtic, um, which was huge because we sort of mess a bit of creativity sometimes. But anyway, um, Dyson Maida started started his Celtic, good one. Celtic career off very quickly, uh, four minutes in. Um, and I believe I saw BBC Sport, uh, their po- their like their thingy on their website, uh, when after he scored was that um he tapped in from close range, 
but I'm not sure I'd call it a tap in from close range. Uh, only just inside the box, and uh, well, the goalkeeper's there, and there's a defender there as well. So, but it was very, it was good play. Um, Celtic pressure again coming up, like coming on huge, and yeah, made no mistake of scoring and an excellent start to his debut. Uh, 20 minutes later Celtic were well Celtic were given a penalty that was rightfully a penalty I don't there was a lot of uh, I was watching Hibs TV because it was the only stream I could get and uh, there was a lot of uh, questions whether it was actually a penalty or not but I don't know I thought it was maybe I I, can, I can't see why it wouldn't be but anyway um, and Juranovic slotted it home really nothing happened after that <laughs> The second half was, uh, yeah, Celtic just sort of cruised. Hibs didn't really offer very much at all. They offered a lot less after... than I think all of us expected them to do. Yeah. After Kez- Ke- Kezin, Kevin Nisbet missed an open net almost in the first couple of minutes. Um, they offered very little and, yeah, it was just sort of lacklustre from them. And Celtic didn't have to do an awful lot to close the game out, really. You would have thought they put Hibs would at least put more shots on target in the second half, but yeah, three points for Celtic and um, nothing for Hibs. Move on, and yeah, three points would prove to be massive for Celtic on Monday night as Rangers travel to Aberdeen on Tuesday night, and like Joe mentioned, uh, were held to a one-each draw. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume I'm the only one that watched the whole game. Um, I've seen bits and sort of highlights, but not. Yeah. I, I have seen an independent dossier of evidence uh, citing conspiracy theories. So I've seen. Did you see, did you see, the, did you see the video of the the UFO music? <laughs> I did. That was one of three I watched. So I have. Um, I have actually seen quite a lot of the highlights. That's but two, also, two minutes of my life I won't get back when all you hear the. First of all, first of all, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to Scott Brown on becoming uh, an SFA referee. That was a shock to um, me. Congratulations. I, I, I honestly don't know where we start in this game. I think we'll, I'm going to skip all the incidents and just say it was an awful game of football. Um, yeah, it I was think mince. outside out, outside of. Uh, the ref not having the greatest game and that's for both teams okay like he, he denied an Aberdeen penalty pretty early on um, which I'm sure most people are are, are certain it's a penalty um, probably should have been a red card Billy absolutely yeah if it's a well not if it's a foul it is a foul it's a red card um, okay. yeah nailed on uh, he denied that, um, which would have seen Rangers down to 10, Aberdeen with a penalty. Oh well. And yeah, Rangers went 1-0 up. But I think... It was against the run of I mean, play, I would say, at that point. It wasn't much between the two. Yeah, from what, I, from what I've seen... Well, literally, went like straight up the, literally went straight up the pitch and scored. <laughs> um... From what I've seen, Rangers were just not not great. 
like obviously think, they weren't. See, to be honest, um, I think it was the poorest performance from Rangers all season. That's including under Ger- uh, games under Gerrard. They just couldn't get. I I watched the, obviously all of the game. I didn't at one point think Rangers were going to go out and score a couple of goals. They just had nothing. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I think we could analyse all the incidents, but. I think it would just be rambling sakes for rambling sakes. Ref didn't have a good game for either team, and I think, yeah, I think that's been highlighted by the explosion of online refereeing experts and UFO Great. videos. I love them. Uh, and also, uh, the the Rangers letter that they for the composed. for the is it sorry, seven or eight? No, it was eight. Uh, eight complaints. Eight. But that that's probably eight complaints they had uh, that never got given to Rangers. Um, I, what I, what I, I don't I, understand is, yeah. is like, um, don't get me wrong. There was a couple of decisions and players were on the park where, in my opinion, they probably shouldn't have been. But I don't see what a letter after the time when they had luckily uh, a couple of lucky decisions is going to do anything. <laughs> it's not going to change the result. See, the thing for me, just it seems embarrassing doing it after you drop points. And I've been like, I've been very critical of referees uh, this season so far. So, but if teams don't call out, if managers and teams only call out when they lose a game because of a decision, then it, it goes nowhere because it just you know, as oh you're only complaining because you lost whereas if a ref has a bad game and you win the game managers should still come out and say or maybe not the managers shouldn't say it in press conferences because you know bringing the game into disrepute, disrepute but if you're going to complain complain all the time rather than just complain after you lose or drop points if that makes sense I see both sides of the argument on this one. I think, yeah, I get the point. We need to highlight it when it happens, but constant barraging of people doesn't. No, 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 not, not constant sort of, but, but, but make the point. If the referee isn't good, make the point of being, I don't like say, mentioning it. You know, the old adage one bad game doesn't make a bad referee. It's when you have like four or five, and maybe you would start uh-huh. to kind of question that. But, like, Football's a funny thing. Over the course of a season, decisions generally tend to even themselves out. So let's see what happens. Yeah, obviously, it does go back to um, out of the top 15 leagues, we're the only one who don't have VAR. Um, I know I know VAR wouldn't have... It would have over, it would have gave the penalty, 100%, in my opinion. A um, couple of other incidents, perhaps... Uh, That's the thing, though. Like, but the way it's go, the way it's going with people complaining and stuff. If we had VAR, like Billy said in the group chat the other day, games wouldn't finish till eleven o'clock or midnight. The time they're done analysing decisions. Well, especially the way that, that um Chris Boyd goes on about it. I think every time the referee blows his whistle, he's like ah, VAR. Uh, it's unbelievably sort of embarrassing the way some pundits sort of go on about it. Um. If they decide to bring VAR in and it's done well, then yeah, fair enough. But we don't have VAR, so why why does it constantly get brought up by the pundits? 
so often as if it's something we can just go and install next week. Anyway, end of piece. <laughs> um, so yeah, those the last round of fixtures did see uh, the gap between Celtic and Rangers drop to four points. Um, what else? Uh, Dundee United uh, signed Tony Watt from Motherwell and then went played at home against St Mirren and lost 2-1 so get that up yous I believe a Motherwell fan would say um, yeah Livingston 2-0 winners at Dundee struggling to see anyone apart from the bottom two being the bottom two at the end of the season at this point um, after St Johnson lost 2-0 at Hearts and Ross County picked up three points to Motherwell yeah I, I don't see it changing very much um, St, jo- St Johnson obviously uh, in the mud came off a massive season last season didn't have the best time of it in the European qualifiers like performed okay away from home and then brought both their their game like brought games back back home and uh, underperformed and then you think well at least they don't, they're not in a European competition so they can sort of build on build on how decent they did last season um, and they have been not very good in the league. Um, I did see in the papers today that um, Callum Davidson has been given reassurance that his job is safe for now. I do wonder um, how long that'll be because for a team like St Johnson to go down given their previous season would be something else. Yeah, I think it... You've probably got to give it maybe three or four more games. I think you don't get the result you want. You've got to say manager's time's up. Cause it's... Well, yeah. Um, that could bring us on to the Scottish Cup games from the weekend. Yep, the Cup de Escos, uh, which started on Thursday, did it? Th- Thursday, what a stupid It was, day. it was Thursday night. Uh, Hibs v Cove, and um, yeah, Cove, Cove playing playing relatively well actually away at Hibs. Um, well, Hibs making it difficult for difficult for themselves. And Hibs were denied two legitimate goals. I might add. <laughs> well, that is true, but they did, apart apart from that, um, they weren't they weren't great. And they missed a few chances that they probably should have scored, etc. It required extra time, but not penalties. And Kevin Nisbet did wrap up for them eventually. I did see, uh, uh, apparently, um, he was shushing the fans when he scored. Um, I've not seen seen that. but No, I think he did the, um, the, the like, Cup and Year celebration uh, so, or something, uh, something like that. When you're beating a team with probably... 
like significantly less budget. It's a bit tin pot. Co- Cover not a league one. Cover not a league one team though. Let's let's be quite clear on that. Well, they, they shouldn't be after this season either. Um, but yeah, I like cup competitions. You get to the you get to the next round, and that's really all that matters. Um, next up Friday night, Rangers at home to Sterling, and yeah, they did they did that. They got through to the next round. Yep, I think it was quite a boring game to be honest. Apart from young. Alex Lowry scoring scoring a goal on his debut. Congrats to him. We well, had to come on fairly early, didn't he? Uh, yes, because uh, how'd you get crippled? Another one <laughs> to um, Rangers' ever-growing injury list. I believe it's now up to eight. It's all right. They can take it to the SFA next week. Uh, just instead of complaints, it's just eight, in- <laughs> eight injuries. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but obviously, like that's the thing because you do get it quite a lot. You get the cup sets, um, which there was a couple of. Uh, you get the cup sets. Rangers wanted to avoid that. Obviously, having a home tie is good, um, and get to the next round, and see who you get. That's all. All I really say when it comes to the cup. Is, um, is, that, is that after before? Um... The Celtic Alloa game. Not, I'd say that all the time. I mean, no matter who you are, you want to get to the next round of the cup. Whether you win it narrowly on penalties or you pump a team eight nil. Um, I would like to talk um, briefly. Uh, we don't need to talk in great depth about the Alloa Celtic game, but that tackle, how that was well, never I was going to leave that, leave that, leave that to last because I was going to run through the scores from other games. Yeah. Fine by me. So, Hearts booked their place in the next round with a 5 0 thumping of Auchinleck Talbot. Aberdeen, 3 0 against Edinburgh City. Our both 3 0 winners, Darvel. Air, 2 0 losers, <laughs> uh, V St. Mirren. Wraith, 3 0 winners over Banks of D. Uh, Annan need, needed, <laughs> needed extra time. Um, to win 4-3 over Clydebank. Dundee 1-0 over Dumbarton. Kelly Hart, so they pulled off the cup set and won after extra time 1-0 over Holder St. Johnson. Um, Dundee United after extra time 2-1 winners over Kilmarnock. Livingston 1-0 winners over Ross County. Motherwell um, avoided there that getting a cup set and 2-1 winners after extra time to Morton Partick Thistle 1-0 winners against Airdrie Peterhead after penalties winners over East Kilbride and yeah finally Celtic 2-1 winners over Alloa is all all of them Uh, and now yeah Drew Drew can talk about the atrocious tackle Um, I didn't watch a game um, as I was working all weekend, but I have seen the tackle on Twitter and Gucci. have no idea how it was never red card. It's the most red card tackle I've seen in a long time that has never been given. And that's coming from me, Mayor McStaunch. Um, yeah, Mohamed Niang. Uh, from, what, from what I saw of him, 
didn't look much of a football player and more of just a thug. Uh, spent a lot of the, a lot of his time in the game just going around battering into players. Uh, he actually actually in the end um, was was uh, the cause of two Celtics injuries in that game. Uh, it was him that that caused Abada to to go off injured, and then it was him. Well, the stinking tackle, the red card tackle that should have been <laughs> on Gucci. Um, that did that, and he got a, a booking for it. Yeah. Two-one uh, win. Looked looked. The first half was very comfortable. Uh, second half was a lot of the same, just not really scoring chances. Um, and it's one of those ones where if you give a team sort of hope by not scoring more. It encouraged them to push out a bit further towards the end, and Aloha did, um, and they grabbed a late, a late one, a late goal to bring themselves back into it. And uh, well, yeah, it just puts a lot of pressure on for the last ten minutes of the game, and I don't like it. But it, I, I think it's complacency more than being bad. If that makes sense. I mean, Celtic did let the Pete's Express man score, which is, is bad. Yeah, they did. I mean, when you've got 79% possession, um, uh, I I, you can understand getting a bit complacent, but uh, please only get complacent if you're a lot more than 2-0 two, two up. I did, enjo- really. I did enjoy when Sam, uh, Salmon was 40 yards out and John Hartson said he should have scored from there. Oh yeah, what was that like? Twenty <laughs> seconds into the game, he's at the halfway line and <laughs> the, tries the, to lob the goalkeeper. It goes over the bar, and Harson's like, "I really should be scoring." What? Well, uh, League One, aren't they? Dreadful. Yeah, so it's a League One striker playing, and he's like, ah, "Should be scoring." Yeah, but the same thing as Thank well. You. There's not many Premier. Uh, ship strikers would score from forty no, plus yards. It's not. It's not. It's not, it's easy, not easy to get the right power on it. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just a very dominant performance from Celtic. Just didn't finish the dinner. Yeah, should have. There was a few chances that Mazda MX Five did miss. Um. <laughs> That's horrendous. I was. That, wow. that did not really make the cut. Um. A few good saves from the keeper for Alawa and um Yeah, I said that could have won the game probably seven or eight one, but didn't win the game seven or eight one. One two could one. Have won about seven or eight nil. Oh could it well no, but to be fair, Connor Sam should have scored that in the first twenty seconds. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, seven, eight, um one. Yeah, the only the only worry was is obviously the injuries. Um but since uh Ange did say that Abada and Gucci's injuries are not as bad as first feared. It's Callum McGregor who was in pretty bad shape after his. Um, it it looked like it was, well, it was, a, it was a facial injury, but it's hard to tell whether it was like a cheekbone or jaw, or even potentially like an eye socket sort of thing. But uh, I guess it's just a wait and see job. They do reckon about a month is what um, they reckon they'd be out for. Hopefully, hopefully it's just it's one of those ones where you can keep fit, 
and keep sort of sharp. Just sort of like sort of like no contact contact sort of stuff. Hopefully, I don't know. I've not really seen much apart from the fact that uh, Ange didn't look best pleased when he was doing his interview, telling everyone about it. Yeah. Um, ban ban plastic pitches. It's just a. Uh, there we go. I've said it. Didn't affect any of people getting injured. It was more like just the way they Alwa played, but uh, ban the pitches anyway. Nah, it's just yeah. I I'm not a fan of them either, but. Oh well. Um, run through the draw for the next round of the Scottish Cup quickly, and then we'll do our predictions. Uh, next round, Motherwell, Aberdeen. All Premiership tie that. Celtic at home to Wraith. Or both are welcoming Hibs. Rangers travel to Annan. Hearts welcome Premiership side Livingston. Peterhead take on Dundee, Partick with Dundee United and St Mirren. Welcome Kelty Hearts. So yeah, very very much looking at the possibility of every single team in the next round being a Premiership club. Yeah, yeah. I think a few good ties in there. I don't uh, see many cup sets. Or both Hibs should be a good game. Or both Hibs should be uh, a good game, if it, yeah. especially Hibs away or both. Um, Partick Dundee. Another good again, game. yeah. United, that is. And then Annan against Rangers, I think that's a, that's a great tie for Peter Burphy's men high flying in League Two. I think they've got a great chance of. Knocking. I don't know whether I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you'd say they've got a great chance, but no, I um, think they've got a great chance of holding it, a respectable it, result. It makes it makes it a bit bit stickier for Rangers the fact that it's an away tie. Plastic pitch, sticky surface. Mm-hmm. Going to be a capacity crowd of two thousand. Great tie. Yeah, um, I'll hopefully get a ticket. Well, you. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. TV games. Obviously, Celtic, Wraith, and uh, Annan Rangers will be the the primary sports games. I'm shocked. Really, I'm shocked. Wait, the, um, the the Premier Sports just only like old firm games. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so. They should be playing anyone, and not rather have the two um, old firm games. Um, well, you don't know that they could pick. Uh, Peterhead Dundee. I wouldn't mind like, if they picked like um, a, a Brofs game. Which, I mean, a wee bit of diversity, but they've already picked the game, so it's too late for that now. Have they already picked it? I thought they did. I, I didn't think oh, they had been. No, I, I thought we just. No, I was, I was, I was just saying it probably will be Celtic and Rangers on Premier Sports, and the BBC will take the rest. <laughs> Probably Motherwell Aberdeen because it's all Premiership, and then if they get any sense, Partick Dundee United. Yeah, Partick Dundee United are are both in Hibs. I'd like to see the Kelly Hearts game on the TV, but I don't see them picking St Mirren. Um, had Kelty Hearts been at home, probably that might have pushed it. Yeah. 
I don't see them picking Peterhead Dundee because. No. Yeah, Dundee. We'll see because I, I mean I can't imagine it'll be too long before they tell us who's who's doing what and what not. But yeah, we love the cup. Uh, we'll move on to El Predicciones. We have a full card, midweek card of Premiership action. First game on Tuesday night. Why am I saying Tuesday night? Tomorrow night. Uh, St Mirren host Aberdeen. And Craig has said 1 1. St Mirren Aberdeen. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Craig 1 1. I think it was a score draw 1 1. Um, I'm going to say 1 0 to Dundee. It's St. Mirren Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one step ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> one no to uh, Aberdeen. Thank you. <laughs> we don't have Matt's answers. Um, I'll say 2-1 Aberdeen. Now, next uh, up, Dundee United. Dundee United uh, take on Ross County. Craig has said 2 0 United. Um, oh, how much as it pains me to say it, I'm going to say 1 0 to Ross County. I'm going to say 3 1 to Dundee United. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go 1 0 Dundee United. Tony Watt's going to get his first goal. Um, what's next? Hearts Celtic. Craig has said 2 2. <laughs> He's gone bold. Um, I'm going to go a draw, but not an exciting draw. Score draw 1 1. Um, nah, I reckon Celtic's going to win like 4 0. I always press the wrong number when, he's, when people say four. Uh, two one Celtic. Next up, Motherwell Hibs. Craig has said one nil Hibs. Uh, score draw one one. Uh, I echo one all. Two uh, one. Motherwell. Rangers Livingston. Craig said 4-0 Rangers. Uh, 3-0 Rangers. I'm going to be more conservative and say 1-0 Rangers. Um, Score draw, one each. St. Johnson Dundee. Craig has said 0-0. This is his Borefest. Score draw 1 1. I'll go with it again. I'm also going to go score draw 1 1. Yep, I've also went score draw 1 1. Um, 
Clyde, welcome Airdrie. Um, oh, uh, Craig said 3-1 Airdrie, by the way. Uh, Clyde are not as good as Airdrie. I'm going to go 2-0 Airdrie. Um, I'm going to say 4-0 Airdrie. Um, one hundred and ninety nil to Airdrie. No, nope. it's gonna be a filler. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say nil nil, but then I remembered how bad Clyde are, so it's seven nil Airdrie. And finally, Elgin Kelty Hearts. Craig has said two nil Kelty. Uh three one to Kelty. Um, for reference, Ferg, how many points am I ahead in the predictions? Uh, one. Well, I was going to go bold, but I'm going to go 2 0 Kelty instead. Thought it was further ahead. Yeah, 4 4 0 Kelty. That that is an end of the productions, so we'll wrap up there. Hopefully, hopefully we're back as um as full a compliment as we can next week. Um, yeah, Billy, you can say cheerio. Cheerio. Drew, you can say peace out. Peace out. And uh, from me. Goodbye, good night, and God bless.